You're listening to another episode of Classic Movies Live, uh, the pre-recorded show where we talk about Judas and the Black Messiah today. Uh, we're going through all of our best picture, all the best picture nominees this year, and we are uh, at our third last one, actually. This is only our second episode where we're like dedicating it to best picture nominees, and it just so happens that uh, we're almost done. So today we're going to talk about Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, this is a historical movie, so, I mean, for what it's worth, we spoil it pretty early. I mean, it is historical, so technically there can't be spoilers. Um, if you are worried about spoilers, then, like, I guess go watch the movie, because, uh, we do not give a spoiler warning, and we launch right into them, so there you go. Uh, this movie is up for Best Original Song, which makes my job really easy, because it means that for the intro... You can just listen to a little bit of that best original song. Here is Fight For You by Her. listening to another episode of classic movies live the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out and today we are talking about another 2021 movie this is uh our second movie that we're going to talk about well no that's not true like our fourth or fifth but anyway the second movie in our series of uh going through the best picture nominees for this year so far we have talked about uh we talked about mank we talked about Minari. We talked about Nomadland. We talked about The Trial of the Chicago 7. And last week we had The Father. And so we are running, we're actually halfway through Best Picture now. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, you'll hear us talk about Promising Young Woman and Sound of Metal. But today we're going to talk about Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, Pierre, what do you think of Judas and the Black Messiah? Let's just launch right into it. Uh, sure. It was a uh, very. All right, movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say, even despite all the hype, and I've heard a lot of good things about it, um, I thought it was a pretty 
um, average movie in that I think I, I thought it told an ambitious story um, and an interesting story, but it was missing a lot of very basic elements that would make it uh, a good movie, in my opinion. Um, lot, it was a much more concept than, I guess, execution. But yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you think? I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how much our opinions are going to differ here because when I watched it and when I think back on it, I loved this movie. However, like, I'm interested to hear uh, as we talk about it what you think was missing from this movie because I'm not entirely sure I necessarily disagree. Mm. Uh, but a lot of the movies that I've watched this year, especially for the Oscars, are like really good, but also uh, sort of more more indie movies that that like I can't. I mean, I can't say anything bad against. They're really good, but they're also you know there's a type of movie that's artistically really interesting, but sort of a pain to watch. And like, that's where nice blockbusters come in where, you know, I, I feel like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is this movie to me, I really liked it. And it felt like a really good blockbuster. Like the, the scope was, um, you know, it was a big, it was a big historical epic, but it was always exciting. There's something going on. It was just fun to watch. I thought there were some really neat shots. Um, that said, like, I mean, like I said, when, when we get into your criticisms of it, I don't know how to disagree with, uh, I guess that's really all I got to say there. Yeah. Uh, thank you. It's very, it's a very proper way of saying you don't agree with me <laughs> or like you think it was well, good, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. Well, though. no, that's, uh, that, that's the thing is like, I really like this movie and like maybe, maybe you didn't like this movie and I did, I don't know yet. Because, mm. like, to me, this was an excellent blockbuster in a year where I personally have not seen many excellent blockbusters. That's fair. It, it was like a, it seemed like a pretty high budget movie, which was cool. Uh, mm -hmm. Especially, like, you know, it's a period piece and, like, there, there wasn't, like, any, it didn't feel like it was, like, being, uh, like, under budget or anything like that. Like, it was, it was an all-out effort, which is awesome. There wasn't many movies like that this year uh yeah a lot of them wanted to make money but yeah um do you want to tell us more about the plot i guess um yeah about? yeah i can tell it very briefly so this is this is actually kind of interesting this is the second movie we're talking about where fred hampton is a major character um in the trial of the chicago seven uh there is also uh fred hampton is played by kelvin harrison jr and he like he's like um he's a supporting character to a supporting character so i guess saying major character is a bit of a stretch in that movie but mm. i just thought it was interesting that two movies came out this year where you've got where that depict in some way the uh i guess spoilers for history assassination of fred hampton um fred hampton this is a movie about fred hampton he was the uh president i believe he was the chairman chairman of the illinois black panther party or illinois chapter of the of the black panther party in chicago uh, and this movie talks about, uh, it, it sort of shows him putting together the, well, not putting together the Black Panther Party. He already leads it, but he's puts together, he goes around Chicago and sort of unites the, it's almost like gangs, but not really. Like, I guess kind of gangs. He goes around and unites a lot of the more politically focused gangs in Chicago under the Rainbow Coalition, which is what most of the Fred Hampton storyline in this movie revolves around. Uh, meanwhile, 
Lakeith Stanfield is playing Bill O'Neill, who is an FBI informant who is tasked with, uh, he's kind of blackmailed into it, but he's tasked with infiltrating the Black Panther Party and um, getting them, getting the FBI information on what's going on. And like, originally he kind of thinks that the end goal here is to arrest Fred Hampton and the end goal changes a little bit uh, to the point where, as I already said, this ends with the assassination of Fred Hampton. And so like, that's, that's the basic plot of what this movie is. But really this is a movie just kind of about uh, the relationships between Fred Hampton, Bill O'Neill and Deborah Johnson. Uh, and really it's like, that's what's at the core of this movie uh, is just, so it's, it's really more of a character study of, of those three characters, I guess. I don't know. Did I sort of go off track? Does that, does that, does that sort of sum everything up? Basically. Yeah. It, I don't blame you for having trouble describing it <laughs> in my, in my view. Um, yeah. Uh, you want to go through the, the, I guess the four, well, it was nominated for four Oscars, right? It was so, nominated for five actually, but four oh, five, different categories. <laughs> Yeah, um, this is kind of interesting. So this oh, movie best was picture, nominated. That's what I'm never mind. Oh, six categories or oh, six Oscars. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it was nominated for best picture, which is why we're talking about it. It mm. was nominated for best original screenplay, uh, nominated for best cinematography, original song, and it was nominated twice for best supporting actor. I think I brought this up in our nominations episode. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's kind of funny that it was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for both of the people that I would consider the leads of this movie. So this movie does not have a lead actor, apparently. Yeah, um, I, which I don't disagree with. I thought I, I was initially a little skeptical, but um, it was a very odd, like that was part of what I had like an issue with the movie. Um, there was a lack of focus on who the protagonist was, in my opinion. Um, hmm. I'd say the obvious one you could, you would pick is Lakey Stanfield's character. Uh, I can't remember his name, right? Because of Bill O'Neill. Bill O'Neill, due to his like, I'd say extended screen time and like the the movie is mostly from his uh, point of view, right? Yeah. Um, but his character also doesn't really change. Doesn't really have a lot of internal conflict or tension. Not really much of a character arc. And uh, he's, he's more of an observer, if anything. Um, it, it, almost like a Watson to Holmes uh, like distinction where he's, he's just kind of like the very straight man, if that makes sense. Or no, maybe a better way to say this is, you know, in Great Gatsby, he's kind of like Tobey Maguire's character, where he's uh, relatively like subdued and doesn't really have that much to do with the plot itself. Um, but has the most screen time and is like the the point of view character for the the audience, in my opinion. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the performers? I guess the poor well, performances that were nominated. Uh, it's kind of interesting you say that about Lakeith Stanfield because I didn't really get quite that impression. Like, I also think I do think I agree with some of what you say. Like Lakeith, it, it's told from his point of view and. He is kind of, in a weird way, not important to the, not that important to the plot, because this is a movie. Uh, this movie's plot is kind of about the things that Fred Hampton does. However, um, to me, almost all of the internal conflict comes from Lakeith Stanfield's character. Like 
I kind of thought that Bill O'Neill, like the main, I guess like the, the stuff that drives this movie forward plot wise all comes from Daniel Kaluuya. But the stuff that drives this movie forward emotionally all comes from Lakeith Stanfield because he's constantly battling with like, who does he betray when? Because his because the only options he's given are betray the FBI and go to jail forever or betray Fred Hampton and like betray his entire personhood and his principles. So it's um, I kind of felt I kind of felt like that was the that was the interesting conflict in the movie because Daniel Kaluuya's character, Fred Hampton, he's like, yeah, you've got, so you've got Bill O'Neill who's kind of an observer to everything. And like, he has to make one important choice eventually. And I feel like everything leading up to his choice of who to betray is kind of where the emotional core of this movie is. And then you've got Fred Hampton who almost seems like it almost seems like the events of the movie don't affect him, even though they definitely do. But like, this is a historical movie and you, to some degree, to most degree. And like the things that happen to Fred Hampton are just the things that happen. And like, technically that's the same thing for Bill O'Neill because he's also a historical character, but it feels more to me like he's kind of the audience surrogate. He's the observer and he's like, he's living all of this and eventually he will have to do something with this information where Fred Hampton just sort of does what Fred Hampton does. Yeah. Fred Hampton's more of like a, a force of nature, if anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I just like you're talking about the internal conflict. I personally didn't see it at all. Like there were, there were hints of it, um, but it never really affects uh, like Stanfield's actions. Um, yeah, that's he fair. basically just goes along with everything the FBI tells him. He hesitates a bit sometimes, but like, you know, there's no secret revelation. The revelation never comes out. It doesn't really get much suspicion drawn onto him um, because he, like, it, there's a little bit at the start, but later in the movie, he's for the most part, he's pretty successful with staving off any suspicions of him. Um, and uh, like, and he never like. And to me, like, there was no redeemable values to his character either that made me care about what he was going through, if that makes sense. Because um, mm -hmm. he, he had that doubt, right? And he had that, he was, like, not unsure of uh, what he was doing and, like, he was stressed out. But he, he never, like, thought about betraying the FBI, from what I can tell. He never, uh, he never really, like, had a heart-to-heart -heart with, um, with uh, who, who's the guy... Frank, who's the, what's his name again? Who does Daniel Kaluuya play? I don't want to... Fred Hammond, right? Is it Fred, Fred Hampton. Hampton, Hampton. Um, never has a heart-to-heart -heart with Fred Hampton. They, they kind of bond really quickly for no real reason, in my opinion. Um, and, like, there's... Then it, it just felt like a very plain character. And I think that kind of... Uh, to get... To, to, to focus on like Keith Stanfield's performance in particular, I think that affected it and that there was just not much to work with there. Uh, I think he did solid, but there I was never rooting for the character and I didn't feel like he was much of a threat like to Fred Ham Hampton in general because it was the FBI. He was just a puppet for the FBI right. and he didn't really do anything else. So that was my problem with it. Yeah, I got to say, um, yeah, um, I would say that like, Lakeith, for for everything I've said about Lakeith Stanfield, I did like him in 
I like him in general, but uh, I would not have personally nominated him for best supporting actor because like he does a great job as a supporting actor doing what a supporting actor does, supporting the film kind of, but like <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't stand out that much. I did say the entire internal conflict, in my opinion, comes from him, and I still agree with that. But like the internal, like it doesn't necessarily need to be Lakeith Stanfield's character, right? That could be just about anybody. I, I don't know how better to say that, but like the internal conflict of this movie eventually builds to something important, but really like, I, I really just, I'm trying to say that the standout here is Daniel. Like Fred oh, Hampton is a, yeah. yeah, Fred Hampton as a force of nature is way more interesting to watch and also a way bigger part of the movie than Bill O'Neill for as, mm-hmm. you know, as competent as Lakeith Stanfield is as Bill O'Neill. Yeah, I I uh, I loved uh, Daniel Kaluuya. I thought his performance was really really good. I remember I think they showed a video of the actual Fred Hampton speaking, um, like uh, in the end credits, right, or after the movie officially ends. And uh, I must say, Daniel Kaluuya manages to capture his charisma like perfectly, and it was amazing. I'm not a big fan of Daniel Kaluuya as an actor from before, but this performance sold me on I guess what I've been missing on which is that he is an amazing actor he just needed I just need to see him in a role that he actually had a lot to do with you know mm-hmm. so that that was great and I really uh I don't know it was just it was an invigorating uh performance and definitely what helped keep me interested in the movie the problem is is that he just wasn't on screen for a lot of the movie and uh he doesn't really have an arc either um well yeah that's that's kind of what I said is he he doesn't have it doesn't feel like he has maybe he does have an arc but it doesn't feel to me like he does because he's just sort of doing things that happened in history and like I guess even historical people if you look back on them have an arc but it just sort of feels like through through the Fred Hampton parts it feels like I'm watching just a historical document on Fred Hampton like it doesn't, it just, I don't know how to say this any better. It just doesn't feel to me like he's doing anything, I guess. I really don't know how to say it. Yeah, well, he's not. He's, <laughs> he also, that's the thing. It's like, uh, he also has very little impact on what actually happens because in the end, his, I mean, it's, I guess it's kind of metaphorical, uh, or not metaphorical, it's very literal because that's like the FBI was basically, or the American government was in control of everything that was going on in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I didn't, uh, there was nothing, I, I thought the most interesting thing that his character was given, that they picked up at about, I think it was like an hour and a half into the movie, so it was a little late for me, but it was, I, I love the idea of him and his wife um or not his wife i guess his girlfriend technically um she was having a baby and she was questioning his role as a father or as and compared to his role as a leader if that makes sense um and i thought that was a really cool topic that they only touch on and it never actually goes anywhere um mm-hmm. i guess it it kind of goes somewhere in the end technically but like it wasn't an actual part of the the plot and his arc. So I thought that, that was disappointing, but I thought that was by far the most interesting aspect that they brought into the movie. Because I, I as much as I, uh, um, I, I, loved, I loved how historical the movie was and it showed us uh, kind of like a, 
a, a side of history I hadn't seen. I didn't, I knew nothing about Fred Hampton. So I really, I'm really happy about that, but it, it felt more like a documentary capture, capturing the doc, like his life at the time, rather than trying to form a plot around it, which is respectable, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it a good movie. Um, but yeah, his, his character was uh, amazing though. And I thought, I, I'm just happy I was able to be introduced to the, to the man like Fred Hampton was. And I'm, and it's crazy that I've never heard of him before because he seemed like an amazing person. And uh, for what it's worth, like, it turns out Daniel Kaluuya happened to be the exact right person to play Fred Hampton, too. So what a hell of an introduction. Yeah, for sure. Um, you just brought up Fred Hampton's fiance, and uh, I figured real briefly... Might be interesting. Uh, what What did you think of her of of Dominique Fishback in this role? Because she was also nominated at the BAFTAs for Best Supporting Actress, uh, not at the Oscars, mm. but at the BAFTAs. So, like, what What do you think? Was this a Best Supporting Actress performance? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I thought she was solid. I again, I love that scene where she's talking to to fred about about the baby and like they're going kind of through her diary and uh she's reflecting on her thoughts but other than that she didn't really have much to do and uh i felt i kind of felt like the point of the character was to be kind of plain if that makes sense mm-hmm. i don't know i thought it was like i thought it was kind of like uh he liked he liked her because she was more of a uh um like he was heavily charismatic and put on a show all the time and she was just like a normal person, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was like that contrast was on purpose, but like I, I think that you know hampers her or neuters her ability to be considered best supporting, in my opinion. Right. Uh, what did you think? I'm actually gonna say like I didn't personally like her as much as Lakeith Stanfield in this movie, and a lot of that is just the fact that I'm a big Lakeith Stanfield stan, uh, but. Uh, I would say, like, I'm going to say most of the same stuff I said about him. I think that she, she's fine, and she does what a supporting actress should do. She supports Daniel Kaluuya very, very well. And, like, uh, I think, well, I think it's kind of obvious why she didn't, to me, it's obvious why she didn't get an Oscar nomination for this, despite getting a BAFTA, because the supporting actress category is, like, the most exciting su- supporting actress category in years. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's probably the strongest cat. It's probably the second strongest category this year, but like, I think that they were both fine as supporting actors. And like, ultimately what it comes down to is like, Daniel Kaluuya is such a force of nature in this movie. Fred Hampton is like such a huge presence that even if Dominic, Dominique Fishback and Lakeith Stanfield were even better in their roles than they are they would still kind of be eclipsed by Daniel Kaluuya in this particular role. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can't really, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you can beat him. Um, yeah. I, wait, I don't know who are the, do you like, do you think Kaluuya is going to win hundred percent? So I would have called Kaluuya the front runner until very, very recently. Like Kaluuya, I still think is the front runner. But the fact that Lakeith Stanfield is also there, uh, I don't think Lakeith Stanfield has a chance has much of a chance of winning. Yeah. But he does have a chance of stealing a lot of votes from Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, it could really split it. But 
Um, I don't know. I still need to watch what I need to see Sam, what Leslie Odom Jr. and Paul Rashi Rashi perform. But mm-hmm. yeah, so far I don't I don't see anyone beating Daniel Kaluuya unless unless like you said the the vote split. But yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Um, yeah, that's my only worry there because like. I guess to summarize my thoughts here, Lakeith Stanfield is fine. Daniel Kaluuya is like easily the best of the things that I've seen in this supporting actor category with the possible, possible exception of Paul Rauchy in Sound of Metal, who we'll talk about in probably two weeks. I don't know. We'll get there. Cool. Um, best, do, you, do you want to talk about best screenplay next? Kind of. What do you think of the screenplay? Uh, well, I guess my thoughts are already <laughs> kind of out on that. Not great. Yeah, it was solid. I guess it was all right. I thought I thought the dialogue was interesting. That's the best thing I can say about it. So, I actually really liked the screenplay. I'm looking at what else is up for screenplay, and like, I no longer think it's my clear winner, but it was until I looked at what's what's nominated here. To me, it's mm-hmm. really interesting because like, it is possible that I'm reading more into it than is intended. But like, this movie is called Judas and the Black Messiah, and to me. This movie is like, it's sort of built up as and kind of one of the most interesting versions of uh, literally the story of Jesus that I've that I've ever seen. Like, uh, because the, the story of Jesus, like coming into Jerusalem, you've got your last supper, you've got Judas there, like has to betray him at Gethsemane. I mean, we all know we all know the story of Jesus. And like, this movie is historical. But as much as it can, it feels like the uh, the screenplay is like pushing those exact same emotional beats. So you get so they like literally compare uh, Fred Hampton to a black Jesus and Lakeith Stanfield to a black Judas. And Mm -hmm. uh, to me, because I know that story and like because I just kind of recognized it and then I was looking for it the second time I watched it, like that just really, really worked for me. And so um, I, I really like the screenplay. Just, I, I really like the screenplay. I think it's like written in a really, really cool way that uh, makes this story way more interesting than like, if, if then something like the trial of the Chicago seven, for example, and not to like rain on that. <laughs> if, if, if we were to expand the way this story is told in the trial of the Chicago seven, which is like five minutes, it's it's barely a part of that movie. But if we take how they tell the story there and expand that into a movie, it's like historical and it's personally not that interesting. But this like takes it, it takes this story and mythologizes it in such a way that I think is just really, really cool and interesting to me to watch. So I was like gripped the whole thing. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I just, I think for me, the, the biggest problem was that it just brought nothing new to the table, in my opinion. Um, it's like another movie that's talking about um, how like uh, black Af- black Americans had it really rough um, in the, what the sixties, seventies, and the FBI was just really messed up at the time. And it was basically, I, I thought the point that it brought across with the socialism aspect. I think what was it? It was the FBI wasn't concerned with African Americans. It was they were concerned with races uniting, basically. Um, Right? Was that it? Because that meant um, socialism or something like that? Possibly. There was a line that was similar yeah. to that, but I can't remember exactly what they were they were trying to make. Um, 
but yeah, there's lots of there's a I, I appreciate that it showed the Black Panther party. I didn't know much about them, I guess. Um, I wish they showed more of the things people don't know about the Black Panther party, though. Like apparently they were very um, they were very supportive of their local communities and that they like they helped uh, people get food and they helped with like I think even like with daycare and education stuff. Um, they were actually like very integral and they weren't just, uh, in this movie, it was kind of odd. They were, for the most part, they seemed to be portrayed as a violent group primarily. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a little, that's almost a little self indictive of like, of, of their actions, which is like a little odd considering this should be a, it was a movie that was supposed to show, you know, the good parts uh, of like the, of the, that movement in the, uh what was it is it the 60s or the 70s it was the 70s right it was the late 60s late 60s okay um yeah so like that that was my primary issue it didn't really bring anything new to the table i thought uh, again i thought like the the like Keith stanfield's character didn't really wasn't really given enough uh material to actually be interesting again he just kind of he showed a little resistance but he just kept agreeing with doing what the fbi says so mm -hmm. he he lacks he lacks becoming a character and he just becomes a a tool that like does whatever and if that's a protagonist then like I don't think that really is good for the story. Um, I thought the FBI there I thought they were a little ob like obviously I think they were pretty messed up um, mm -hmm. in the sixties but I thought they were portrayed as pretty one dimensional. Um, and uh i i thought like i was a little surprised i thought there was gonna be a little more resistance in terms of uh what's his who's the character's name that um he, he's in breaking bad i can't jesse plemons jesse plemons yeah i thought i was surprised his character basically turned out to be a sociopath because i thought he would have some more redeeming values but he didn't so the basically the entire fbi was completely evil uh, I found that a little, even though it was true as from a movie standpoint, it's a little uh, like boring to watch, I guess. Um, so yeah, I I I, I appreciate what it's captured. The screenplay is capturing at the time, but it's missing so many elements of like you know character, like character development, character arcs, uh, plot progression. Um, there wasn't really a climax. The movie just kind of ends with the assassination. Mm -hmm. Um, and I get that I was building up to it. Like there was parts of the movie was building up to it, but like none of the characters really had anything to do with the climax, right? Like, like Keith Stanfield wasn't really there. Um, and he didn't, we don't see like how he really feels about it until afterwards. Um, obviously Daniel Kaluuya didn't have much part in it cause he died immediately. <laughs> Um, none of the FBI characters we know were actually part of that assassination. So like, it just felt very, you know, it, it nothing tied together. And that's why I, I think it's weak. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, hmm. And I, I definitely don't think it should win because of those. I think uh, Promising Young Women's definitely in the lead right now. Yeah, if I was looking at the, like looking at these originals, I mean, I'm not going to take back what I said. I do think it's, one of the strongest four out of five in this. Yeah. Uh, there's only one screenplay here I think is really, really, really weak personally. Um, but I would say that like, I would also say Promising Young Woman, maybe Sound of Metal are mm -hmm. are my favorites here. 
Sounds good to me. Uh, all right, what's let's, next? What else we got? Yeah, let's let's talk about cinematography because you usually have good thoughts on cinematography. I want to hear your on this movie. Yeah, uh, I thought it was actually pretty solid. I liked, uh, I liked, you know, the colors. I I thought the, I thought a lot of the the imagery was actually pretty cool. Um, it it felt very, uh, I don't know, it felt kind of raw in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, I, I thought, like the like some of the, I was surprised how well they shot that uh, shooting scene outside uh, the Black Panther Party's, I guess, headquarters in a uh, uh, wherever they were. I can't remember. Um, but like, it was a it was a well shot action scene, and I was surprised considering this is a you know a lower budget movie, um, how well they were able to capture it as well as like you know any higher budget movie would. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like that, I wouldn't say it was necessarily anything truly special. But I thought, I, I thought it it provided good vibes, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because, like, I don't, you know, you don't need crazy like symmetry or like amazingly beautiful shots all the time. I thought the cinematography captured essentially what the movie was trying to do, which was uh, capture this moment in time and not do anything too fancy. And I thought it did a pretty good job of that. So, yeah, yeah, I liked it. I would, I would say beyond that, like there are the way things are blocked out and framed in certain in in certain scenes like where it matters this movie's cinematography i think really works cuz there's a couple of scenes like right the the entire assassination is like the cinematography on that is great and then like different scenes where um fred hampton is speaking or where he's like you know going where where he's about to meet certain people it's I think that every time the cinematography like would really make a difference, it does. And in between it's very functional and like very good. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, by contrast, there's other movies where like the cinematography is entirely functional and that's it. Like, I feel like there's this movie has, this movie is like in general, in general, it looks really good. And then like when it has to look better, it does. And it works. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah i can't really think of any shots specifically funnily enough but like well i i know they were there (laughs) yeah for me it's the entire assassination scene i think is done extremely well um which is the part where it matters the most and then like the scene where he's meeting with the crowns uh where, where the black panthers are meeting with the crowns that's like uh that's just uh that scene is like i i remember almost just like done so memorably in my opinion Mm -hmm. specifically like the part where he knocks on the door and they open up the door to like see the they open up the like view view thing to like look outside that's like a wallpaper because you see like him looking at the door and the entire black panther party right outside yeah um and then like there's a couple of scenes like that in the movie and like for me as someone who doesn't know too too much about cinematography i'm just looking for things that look cool and this movie has a lot of them Mm-hmm. yeah I, agree. Um, I think like if i were to put this up against uh the other movies that it's up against i don't think it can win but it's good yeah i i i still think nomad lands the clear winner think, here in my opinion i mean when it comes to cinematography if you're up against chloe zhao you better be the greatest cinematographer on earth because like I, i'm pretty sure she is yeah. so well <laughs> Her movies well, are made for uh, cinematography in a lot of ways. I, was, so I, I just unfair. said I'm pretty sure she, she is her and or her husband. Yes. Partner. Exactly. 
Joshua James Richards. Um, okay, cool. Uh, original song, do you have any <laughs> comments on that? Oh my God. Well, I always have some comments on original songs because I always have the same comment on original song. Uh, this song is, in my honest opinion, not eligible because it's a credit song. Therefore, not worth my time. Mm-hmm. That said, the song is really good, and you will have heard it, as, and you will have heard a little bit of it as our intro, and the rest as our outro today. Uh, yeah, this song is actually a bop. Like I love it. So it's really good. Uh, it just sucks that like it's only in the credits. Yeah, uh, they actually played this on the radio the other day. That was pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I guess like, well, that was really quick. That's that's kind of all of the. That's everything. It's. Do you have any other thoughts on this movie? Because like, I'm trying to think. I felt like I would have way more to say about. I, um, I don't yeah, know. Not really. It's there's like it's a pretty straightforward movie. Um, I just think it's unfortunate that I actually think this has a very high chance of winning. Um, even though I don't think it was great just because of the, you know, the current context. Um, and also it, it does feel like an Oscar bait movie in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I, I just feel it's, it's unfortunate. I, I feel like there was a lot of potential here. Um, and it was kind of squandered and, uh, the movie is to me it's more of a uh a reflection of i guess um how it's it's oh god it's it's a cap it for me it captures just like like how like how america really like fucked up right they really messed up in the 60s um but to me it's just not a it's not a a good movie in terms of actual movie and I think this is currently, this is still more of the same issue of this uh, Oscar, in my opinion, movies getting nominated because they are tackling political topics um, and in a, in a way that, that feels derivative to me. Um, I, um, want, I would really like to see movies that really push for more. Um, and I think this movie touched on a couple things, but it uh, kind of led down the, the same path of, uh, racism is bad and um i that, but, but i will be that that it introduced me to fred hampton because that man is amazing and it think how uh like no one's heard of him likely because of a lot of the covering the america or like the government has done and in, in order to conceal that story as much as possible um yeah sorry, i would I was say like no i would say that like the only thing that I really, really disagree with that you said there is like, I don't think this is just sort of like a vanity nomination, the way it kind of sounded like you were implying. Like, yes, this movie tackles racism, but to me, it says a lot more of like, it doesn't just say racism is bad. Like, obviously, that is one message of the movie, but like, I get like a two dimensional message like that, I get from, you know, something like Green Book, where yeah, this yeah. like, it does, it says, I don't know that it necessarily says much more, but to me, it's more interesting than that. Like, it's, I feel like this movie doesn't really set out to have a message. Like, there's messages there, and there's, and you can take a message from it for sure. And one of those messages is, yes, racism is bad. But this movie is just really more, 
I mean, it has a message as much as any biopic does. Like if you look back at almost, if you look at back at the mess at, at the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a terrible, terrible example, but like <laughs> you look back at Bohemian Rhapsody, it's a biopic about Freddie Mercury. Does it have a message? I guess, but like, that's not really the point. And to me, like, I don't see this as necessarily a movie about racism. I see this as sort of like, I, I, I mean, to me, this is just a biopic of Fred Hampton. And I think that as biopics go, this is, you know, about someone interesting that I didn't know that much about before. Uh, it's done really well. And like, I guess beyond that, it's hard to argue that there's that much because with that biopic format, it doesn't do much more than just be a good a pretty good biopic. So like, I actually agree with most of what you're saying. It's just that I don't think it ruined or I guess not ruined, but like, I don't think it affected my enjoyment of the movie that much. That's fair. I, I get, I get what you're saying. The, the biopic point, I, I disagree. Cause like I, cause if the most, the most interesting part was Fred Hampton. Right. So yeah. I would have, if I was God, if I, if I was, writing this movie or whatever like i would have put a lot more focus on his story who he is i don't like because i don't i still don't really know anything about fred hampton other than what happened to him right i don't know his internal conflicts i don't know like like the reason like why did he fall in love with his wife um i don't know like anything about why he's doing what he's doing if that makes sense Mm um he's the the movie I, I mean aptly named from the title the movie is kind of looking to him as a idol right a larger right. than life figure that is uh, uh on the equi- like almost like I would say because they do I think they what they they referenced Martin Luther King a lot in the movie right um, mm-hmm. there's some very obvious comparisons to uh to Martin Luther King in terms of you know stature and importance um it's just the thing is is that if, if they're going to focus on that and then make uh, the other guy, the main character, uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character, then we need some more, they're, they're just, there just needed to be a, like more layers to it. Cause it, if, cause it doesn't feel like a biopic to me, but then they're not adding anything else that felt new and, and refreshing that we didn't know. Like, again, I, I really wanted to like, I thought it would have been really cool to see, the Black Panther Party be involved with more than just violence, right? And I, I think that's, I'm kind of disappointed that the movie uh, just chose to reflect them in that way, from what I can tell. Um, or Lakeith Stanfield, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot interesting potential of, you know, is he, I, I think he, like, is he betraying his race or his people? Um, is he, is what he's doing valid because, you know, he doesn't want to be put in prison? We're not really, we're not really put into his mindset of testing his ideals um, and like, what, what is he doing? Is he doing what's good for himself? Is he doing what's good for his community? Cause he was kind of doing a bit of both, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a solid movie. Uh, I'm going to give it like a 6.5 or a seven. Um, I just think there was so much more here and I was personally pretty bored through it but yeah okay i'm gonna i think for me i'm gonna put it at like a seven or i'm gonna put it at a good seven or a seven and a half because like i don't know i think the mythological hero aspect of it uh it, it could have been they could have leaned into it even more than they did but like i thought that just worked for me and i thought that was really cool 
Um, yeah, I guess that's really all I have to say. I, I, I can't even refute how to say I agree with it, but it's good points. Cool. Thank you, sir. Um, well, okay, what, so we have Promising Young Woman next, I believe, right? Yeah, next up is Promising Young Woman, and then, heck, heck yeah, after Promising Young Woman, we only have one movie left, and then we will have talked about all the best pictures. We're going to have to find something else. We'll have to, like, talk about Borat again. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. All right, Promising Young Woman next week. What do you think, Pierre? Sounds good. I'm excited. I've seen it already, and it's my by far my favorite movie of this year's nominees. I'm going to watch it a third time for our... Uh, for our episode, so I'm excited. Good. What's uh, uh, what's the last word, Jeff? Uh, let's have H E R. Let's have her bring it out with uh, "Fight for You." Don't, 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 don't.